this is Marilyn Ball, your host of Speaking of Travel. And you know, one of my very favorite places to go is Chimney Rock at Chimney Rock State Park, because it is a perfect place to spend quality time unplugging and really immersing myself in nature. And fall is the most lovely time to get outdoor and explore all the park has to offer. And joining me today is Emily Walker, the Senior Naturalist at Chimney Rock at Chimney Rock State Park. Welcome, Emily. It is so great to have you here. Hey, thank you. I'm, I enjoy being here. And Emily, let me ask you, what does a Senior Naturalist do at Chimney Rock at Chimney <laughs> Rock State Park? Well, every day is different. Uh, I can tell you that. But a lot of my job Uh, is involved with teaching programs for students, and that's not just schools, but that includes, you know, scouts or even just the general public when they're here in the park and helping interpret the natural things that they're coming to their visit. Well, talk to us a little bit about the fall. The autumn at at Chimney Rock State Park is just spectacular, and there's so many things to see and do, and the air is crisp, and the the views are spectacular. Tell us a little bit about why fall is such a wonderful time to come out and visit. Well, I think you you hit on a lot of it right there. You know, the air quality is wonderful in the fall. So as far as days where you get the best view, typically the best views we get all year longer uh, during the fall season. This time of fall in September, right before the fall color starts, we have beautiful fall wildflowers. You know, I think a lot of people... Um, assume that most of the wildflowers are in the spring, but we actually have a really awesome uh, variety of fall wildflowers as well. So there's lots of color in the park even before the leaves start to change. And then due to our lower elevation, here in the Chimney Rock portion of the state park, uh, we don't actually see fall color until typically later in October and sometimes even early November. So it gives people a little bit longer to get out here and enjoy the color, whereas the higher elevations may, you know, be past peak by that point. Well, I know the temperatures are always so lovely down there when you're at the at the park. And tell us a little bit about your big event that you have going on in September, your Flock to the Rock. Uh, so Flock to the Rock is our annual birding event. It's uh, scheduled during this time of year because of fall migration. So lots of our Bird species are coming through here, headed south uh, to, you know, trying to get there before winter sets in. And so we designed this event to help engage people, and they don't have to be avid birders. It can be somebody with just an interest in birds or someone who just wants a reason to come out and spend a day hiking and seeing uh, some of our animal ambassadors up close and personal. And it fits perfectly in September also because we have less crowds, we can engage more with the local folks uh, versus later in October when we tend to be a little bit busier. Well, tell me a little bit about the fall migration and why it's so intriguing and what species might we see? So, um, you know, fall migration is the annual uh, pilgrimage of sorts of many species of birds. There's some that don't migrate very far. They might just uh, you know, there are more local migrations, and there's the migrants that go from Canada all the way down to Central America, which are the ones that, for a lot of people, are, are more exciting to see. And we think about, like, our vireos and our warblers, tanagers, birds like this, but we also think about predatory birds like the um, broadwing hawk or the peregrine falcon that are involved in this migration. 
Typically, on a, one of our annual flocks of the rocks, we can see as many as 40 different species of birds in one day, which is, which is awesome. Um, and that's from little tiny songbirds all the way up to several years we've spotted bald eagles during this migration. So there's all sorts of uh, different types and different sizes, and it's exciting to people of all skill sets. Well, what could somebody expect the day of the event as far as the scheduling and the crafts and the demos? You do so much uh, during this time. So um, we have the event, we have an early bird walk first thing in the morning, and that is the only part of the event that's pre-registered. And that is for people who are really more serious about their birding. And the reason we do it so early in the morning is that's the best time of day to see the birds. So that starts at 7.30 in the morning, and that portion, is, like I said, is pre-registered, and it goes out with one of our naturalists um, onto some of our trails where we have the best bird activity. And that lasts about two hours. But the actual event that's just open to the entire public starts at 11 a.m., and that, if, as long as you have a ticket, you buy, pay your admission to come into the park, there's no additional fees for any part of the event that starts at 11. And at that time, we have people set up with tables with information. So there's folks with taxidermy, um, you know, displays. There's people that are doing, like, wing, wingspan measurements. There's crafts for kids, owl pellet dissections, uh, and that sort of thing. And then we also have on-the-glove bird demos that begin at 11 a.m. And so between our staff and Wings to Soar, which is an organization out of uh, North Georgia that also works with non-releasable birds of prey, you can meet a bald eagle up close and personal. You can see a red-tailed hawk and, you know, really get to look at them and see what they look like because they're standing there with a docent or with an educator holding them and telling you their story. So it gives people a little bit... A better opportunity to see what these birds are seeing flying high, so high in the sky look like when they're right there in your face. Wow. So you do that, uh, the Flock to the Rock is, is an event uh, around the fall migration, but there's so much going on there in the fall. Tell us a little bit about uh, Chimney Rock at Chimney Rock State Park and other events that are going on during this beautiful time of the year. Yeah, so we have a lot that happens during the fall, as you can imagine. Um, one thing that's new to us this year is we have partnered with uh, Hickory Nut Gap Farm, which is just right over the mountains from us there. And we are doing a Rock to Farm tour package. So every Friday in September, you can come out. Have You have Old Rock uh, Cafe, which is our restaurant here in the park, breakfast there. Then you get a guided hike with a naturalist. Then you go back over to the farm for lunch and get a guided tour of the farm. So that's a fun new event that we're trying out this year that I think will appeal to more of our local crowd um, who wants to get out and kind of do more of a behind-the-scenes type of experience at both these places. And then our biggest event this fall is our Park in the Dark event, which is coming up in October. And it's actually rescheduled because... Um, it was earlier in the year and it got rained out, but this is our big fundraising event for our friends group. We get a lot of requests that people want to see what the park is like after dark, and it really is a whole other world. So if people come out on October 12th, the event starts at 730. You can buy your tickets online ahead of time, and you get to meet nocturnal animals, do some stargazing. There's a storytelling and a fire um, a fire pit, and you get to hike from the chimney and down the outcroppings trail, which is our stair structures in between the parking lot and the chimney top, and see, really experience what the park is like after dark. 
And that's one of the more fun events, I think, that we have that goes on all year. And so it's, and it's right around the corner now. Wow, that sounds really fun. What is, do you have, like, flashlights in the dark? We do. So we have staff that's kind of scattered along the trail, and they're actually um, going to be with some of our nocturnal animal ambassadors. So you might come up on a staff person with an owl or a possum or a toad. And um, those folks have, like, you know, they have lights, little lit area. And then we encourage guests to bring their own headlamps and flashlights. And of course, we have some for sale here in the gift shop, too. Oh, my gosh, that just sounds like so much fun. And Emily, we were talking earlier about you being the senior naturalist there. Let's talk a little bit about your naturalist niche series. Okay, so our naturalist niche series is our, we used to call it our off the beaten path hikes, because uh, it takes people to parts of the park many times that you wouldn't go. Uh, just on your average, you know, on your average visit. And so it lets people experience the park in a little bit more in-depth way. Each month it has a different topic. So this month, our natural, in September, our naturalist niche series um, program is our early bird walk. Next month in October, our naturalist niche hike is our fall ridge hike, which goes out along a ridge here in the park with Ron Lance. And I'm not sure if you know who Ron is, but he's an incredible uh, regional naturalist. It takes people to a place where there is no trail, there is no beaten path, and they get to have views and uh, see parts of the park that you would never see during a regular visit. And that's probably one of our more popular ones, that one, that October hike. And then every month throughout the year, it continues to to change like that. So in November, it's a top of the mountain trek, which actually goes back into the old orchard that the family operated and we were privately owned. And then our winter, our December one, uh, the last one of the year, celebrates winter woodlands and works on winter tree ID. There's just so much going on, and and there's something for everybody, for for families, and uh, and somebody could actually purchase an annual pass and be able to go all the time. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. So uh, our annual pass was designed to let people who either live locally or come in town, you know, more than once a year have a pass that they can use over and over again. So an adult annual pass is only $32, which if you visit the park twice, you're going to spend 34 because it's $17 a person. So it's less than the price of two tickets. Um, and then the kids pass, which we call the rock and discovery pass is $14 for the, for the year. And it's from, the day you buy it. So you have, you know, a year to the day that you buy it to use that pass. And if you, like I said, if you use it twice, you've more than paid for the pass, but also it gets you discounts on things like the naturalist niche series. And so much more to, I know that um, having that annual pass really provides a lot of different opportunities to use. And Emily, be sure to let us know uh, the website because all of this information that we're talking about today can be found there on your website. Right, yes. So chimneyrockpark.com is our website, and you can purchase passes, day passes or annual passes on there, as well as looking at a full events calendar and seeing what's going on throughout the year. So you can really just plan your whole year, and you can also take pictures and submit them to your photo contest. I love that. Let's talk about that a little bit. Yes, we love our photo contests because, you know, although there's plenty of us here roaming around the park, we don't 
often see it the same way that people who are seeing it for their first time or maybe even their five, you know, 500th time see it. We find that our guests capture the park in such an incredible way that we want to share their photos. So uh, we do it seasonally. So we're wrapping up our spring photo, con- I mean, our spring, our summer photo contest right now. And then we'll start the fall photo contest here in a couple of weeks. And so um, we get all sorts of pictures. We get pictures with people in them, pictures of critters that folks see on the trails, just different perspectives of the views. And we have a voting process that we do online through social media. And uh, that's how we choose our winners. That is awesome. And and a lot of the pictures you can see uh, right there on your website. You were talking about your social media. Tell us a little bit more about uh, how people can find you via social media. Yes. So you, if you, the easiest thing to do, I think, is on our website, um, on our homepage, you can find our icons for any of our social media accounts. But we, we do have Chimney Rock at Chimney Rock State Park on Facebook and uh, Instagram. And so we share the photos that we get through the photo contest there. And people can also share their photos they take in the park and tag us uh, so that we can find them uh, as well. And that's a great way to share everybody's experience and let people know how different the park can be every day. I know. I'm always amazed that these are mostly amateur photographers, but the pictures, I mean, it's such a scenic environment. And I would be remiss, Emily, if I didn't talk about the elevator. Give us an update on the (laughs) elevator. So the elevator is up and running. Um, We opened it after the last project uh, about a little bit over a year ago now, and it has been running smoothly uh, ever since. We do have to close it occasionally for routine maintenance, but you know, that elevator on a busy weekend can go up and down 500 times. And so, and it's in the middle of the mountain where there's a lot of moisture. So as you can imagine, you know, things need to be replaced quite a bit if it was in a high-rise building or, uh, you know, something like that. So, uh, you you know, everyone, periodically, like a couple weeks ago, we replaced some, they replaced some chains on it because they were starting to rust and that sort of thing. But it is a state-of-the-art Otis elevator. Uh, and you may know that Otis was the folks that put in the original one in the 40s. And so when they came back in to fix this one a couple of years ago, we were all very happy to see Otis back in the park. They really understand what it's like to operate uh, this elevator with all the restraints that it has. And, uh, yeah, so we're, we're thrilled to have it back. It has definitely impacted a lot of people when it was out. And so we're seeing our audience of folks that maybe need a little help getting to the top to take in these incredible views, starting to come back and enjoy the park again. Oh, that is so great. Well, we've talked about Chimney Rock at Chimney Rock State Park as being a place where you get a little bit of everything the mountains have to offer right there. You've got the views and and the hiking and so many things. You've got the that wonderful restaurant where people can go and just have an entire experience. And Emily, tell us again with fall approaching, uh, why this is such a wonderful time to visit. Well, I think uh, fall color, whether it be the wildflowers that we have now or the fall leaves that are about to start changing in a few weeks, the incredible weather. I mean, you just you don't get better weather than uh, fall in the in this part of the country, I don't think. And also, the views are so clear. Many people find themselves coming to Chimney Rock to see the incredible views. I think it's no surprise that we have some of the best views in the Southern Appalachians, I think, anyway. And um, and they're easily accessible, especially with the elevator opening now. And the clearest view you can get here in the park is typically in the fall. Uh, and so 
it's the best time of year to come and check out what we have going on. Well, I'll be there, and I'll look forward to the Flock to the Rock, uh, learning more about the fall migration of all those different species. You had mentioned earlier how many different species you might see on a given time. What was that number again? So on a, I think I was uh, looking today, our average Flock to the Rock event, we, we keep a list all day long of the different species, and we've seen over 40 species. In one day. Now, through the park throughout the year, we have over 130 species of birds, but uh, to see them all in one day, obviously, wow. um, is not likely. So, but yes, yeah, so we see a lot of birds this time of year. And by getting out on the woodland trails and getting deep in the forest, you see a lot of the songbirds and the smaller birds. And then when you're up on the chimney and we do our hawk count, which is where we see a lot of the large migrating birds coming over. So, by having both those different types of settings, uh, it really allows birders to get out there and get their list. And be, a lot of them show up with a list they already have. They want to know if they're going to get to see all these certain birds today. And I feel like uh, we really help meet their needs and expectations. Well, there's no better place than to immerse yourself in nature, unplug, you know, leave the phone at home or leave it in the car, except to take pictures of all those beautiful birds. And Emily, tell us again the website where we can go and get more information. Sure, it's chimneyrockpark.com. Well, that's easy enough, and you've got everything you need right there. You can you can literally plan your month, your your year right there on, on your website. That's right. Well, thank you so much, Emily. Emily Walker, Senior Naturalist at Chimney Rock at Chimney Rock State Park. Emily, I'm sure you're going to have a lot of people who are going to be flocking to the rock. <laughs> Thank you. We hope so. Thanks for having us on today. It's my pleasure. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel.